Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Girl Boss Radio from Panoply. I'm Sophia Amoruso, the founder of NastyGal.com, the author of the New York Times bestselling book Girl Boss, and the author of Nasty Galaxy, a beautiful, fully illustrated, and linen bound book full of color with everything from how to's to a trip inside my house and my closet to Q&A's with different girl bosses who inspire me. Oh yeah, and Courtney Love wrote the foreword, so. Uh, you can reserve your signed copy today on nastygal.com slash book or anywhere books are sold. On this podcast, I interview a different woman who's carved out a path for herself. We trace her from her first job to how she got to where she is today to extract solid advice for our listeners who are doing the same with their lives. To stay in touch with all things Girl Boss, please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Girl Boss. You can sign up for our newsletter, Girl Boss Diary, by going to girlboss.com. And you can follow me, Sophia Amoruso, at S-O-P-H-I-A-A-M-O-R-U-S-O, pretty much everywhere, but especially on Instagram. I hope Girl Boss Radio helps you to achieve your goals, or at the very least, provides some amount of inspiration for you. So, please, help us achieve our goals. If you like this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes and share your love on social media. Hey guys, it's me. I'm taking the Girl Boss moments in-house, solo, from here on out. But that's okay, because... That is my girl boss moment. Every week on this podcast, we read your girl boss moments, which is the time of your week where you feel like you were in charge of your life and we're living your life deliberately. That's what being a girl boss is all about, and that's what we celebrate on Girl Boss Radio. So tweet and Instagram in your girl boss moments with the hashtag girl boss moment, and we will find them and we will read them on this podcast, and we will celebrate you with you in your ears every week. Laura at Loved by Laura C says, huge problem at work today given a deadline of 12 p.m. to solve it and thought I had no chance. Fixed it by 11 a.m. Definite girl boss moment. Meg at Meg City says, girl boss moment got the job. Check. Made the move. Check. Cheers to new beginnings. Hashtag year of you. Underscore Kara J underscore says, Girl boss moment stood up for a young, new shy coworker in front of all my coworkers, including my boss. Wow. That's ballsy. Congratulations. Crystal Miller at Crystal got straight A's on my first midterm of accelerated veterinary technician school. Girl boss moment. Oh my God. That's so sweet. You're going to save animals. That's <laughs> Jillian Nelson at Jillian K underscore 2339 says cut all ties with someone that was just bringing me down. Guess what? I did too. A few. But with that comes new beautiful things. Casey at Critical Casey says, just negotiated hiring pay, deaf a girl boss moment. But I hashtag hope you didn't hear my voice shaking. We all hear your voice shaking, but that's okay. You can still get what you want. And someday your voice will stop shaking. But first, it has to shake. <laughs> Kyle Don says, more than finishing my super intense first week of Hashtag McCombs, hashtag MBA classes at UTA Austin, Texas. My girl boss moment is building a life I'm excited to come home to at the end of it all. That's pretty cool. Oh, what a cute photo. I like your shaved head. I'm going to do that someday. I've like got the jumpsuit to match and I'm just going to do it. Today's guest is former Daily Show correspondent and co-host of the Two Dope Queens podcast, Jessica Williams. You know you're destined for big things when your first real job out of college is working as a correspondent for The Daily Show. 
That's Jessica Williams for you. As the first black female correspondent in the show, Jessica kept us laughing with her hilarious and insightful segments on gender and race. Since leaving The Daily Show earlier this summer, Jessica has kept busy with her awesome podcast, Two Dope Queens, and her new scripted show with Comedy Central. We're so excited to have Jessica in our New York studios. Jessica, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. What's up, Queen? Thanks for having me. I'm very excited. I'm a queen, too. Oh, Oh, yeah. Dude, everybody's a fucking queen that wants to be a queen. Okay, awesome. You know what I mean? Like, everyone's a queen. What does it take to be a dope queen? I don't know. I mean, we're still trying to figure it out. You know, it's like feminism where it's like totally up to the individual person. You totally. know, I can't force that dopeness on anybody else. Isn't that else. such a beautiful thing? Yeah, it's the best. You know, one size never fits all. Mm-mm. So I think for being a dope queen, it's like, honestly, it's about sort of standing in your truth and like being woke, you know, to mm-hmm. issues, but also not being afraid to be a little trife. like. Be a mm. little. You gotta mm-hmm. be real. So you're in Brooklyn. I'm in LA. I, you thought mm-hmm. you were coming to Nasty Gal. I really wish you were here. I did. I want to see where all the nasty shit happens. It happens. Well, and it happens everywhere that I am. Let's start there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, there's lots of magical happening here. I love that. Um, What's the office like every day? Is it just like what I imagine? Just like everybody's super beautiful and like fashion. There's a lot of like cute stylish girls working really hard with their head down there's like a bunch of badass ladies doing their jobs totally yeah and i'm just in a closet that we've turned into a podcast studio oh cute Mm -hmm. what was i gonna say do you get out to long island a lot i feel like every new yorker like escapes or something i don't i need to like do one of those day trips sort of things have you been Um, to the hamptons I have not. Like, I feel like it's like a sex in the city thing that I, like, need to do, you it's know? like a mini vacation. I mean, I only went once because I was like, wait, I'm flying to New York. I have meetings Monday, but it's Saturday mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. E- no one's in town on Sunday. I thought I'd see friends. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. They're all in Long Island. So I was like, driver, take me to the Hamptons. <laughs> That's like, there's so much whimsy in that. Yeah, I love, I'm whimsical <laughs> and spontaneous. That's whenever really, I, that's a great quality. Which is hard to be friends with, I think, sometimes, because I never <laughs> want to make plans. I'm just like, yeah. hey, I'm free. <laughs> yeah, my friends are like, um, I have to watch my baby. Yeah, I'm like, I don't want to shove you onto my calendar and make you another thing that I have to do. Like, yeah. I, I'd like to choose that, like, when it feels good. And that's just not how adulthood works. Yeah, it's, like, very hard to, like, jugs a full-time job and like <laughs> friendships. I'm going to use Jugs. Jugs is good and Jugs is really funny for boobs. I know. Um on the office once I think <laughs> Pam said something like I have to go wax my Jugs right now and I just have never forgotten that like something about waxing. You have your... to wax your Jugs? You mean your nipples? Yeah, like wax People your... get their is it a chest hair or is it just nips? Depends on who you are. I'm for me it's Never mind. Um, no, dude. Oh, like stand in your truth. You know what I yeah. mean? Uh, yeah. I see it every morning. Um, <laughs> every morning facing yeah, my I own I just truth. look down at my jugs and I'm like, oh, <laughs> another day. Um, thank you so much for doing this. Oh, of course. Yeah. I thought I was going to the Nasty Goffs. I did not know you were in L.A. Yeah. That makes sense. All of that checks out. So I was like walking around and I was like, excuse me, can you take me to the nasty gal? And you just, oh, funny. And you just got shoved in a room. 
No, it was like great. I was like in this big kitchen. Like I, it was like a big ass kitchen. And there were like all these bushels of bananas. And I was like, I'm about it. So I like to start uh, the podcast, the episodes with the same question. And I know your first job was on The Daily Show. But was there like a first, first job? Like my first oh, yeah. job was at Subway. I was a yes. sandwich artist. Um, what was your first job? Um, I'm from L.A., uh, born and raised. Mm-hmm. And my first job was at the Delamo Mall, um, working mm-hmm. at this place called Beachworks. And Beachworks was like this surf and skate shop. But it was like a chain in different malls across Southern California. And it's owned by, it's exactly like Zoomies. That was like, Mm. rule number one was that we are not Zoomies, okay? But we are definitely Zoomies adjacent. Uh huh. That was like the kind of the model. Like we were, we were aware of Zoomies, but we were not Zoomies. So please don't even compare us to that. I'm I'm like getting lit because they, they was more like an active ride shop. Yeah, no. it was a billabong. It's oh. a billabong. Okay. And it's just like a, a watered down billabong, basically. So it was just all junior sizes, which was kind of like oh. a little, that was their market, but it was always weird to explain because there were ladies that would come in mm-hmm. and I would just have to be like, oh my gosh, okay, I don't know if this is necessarily the best fit. Uh-huh. This is a little bit more Coachella. <laughs> You know, baby Coachella vibes. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just like. Did you sell men's juniors. stuff? Was there yes, we sold okay. men's stuff as well. I mean, you know, we were trying to keep up with Zoomies and totally. like PacSun. So we had to get dudes and ladies. Dudes were on the left. Women were on the right. And um, that was my big experience in retail. And with dudes, we would always try and sell them sunglasses and watches. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, they don't want to try anything on. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up in the suburbs, too. Does it scare you? I mean, you got the hell out. I got the hell out. I moved out when I was like 17. And I was Uh just like, there's a world out there. And I know I've been trapped in this weird bubble. What's it like going home? Like, do you you stay in touch with people that you went to high school with, though? And what are they doing? Are they breeding? Yes. Yes. So I got the Daily Show when I was going to Cal State Long Beach. And I sort of, you know, I had submitted a tape for an audition for a Will Ferrell movie, The Campaign. And I had like ditched my comparative world literature class don't tell anybody sorry kelsey long beach um world literature i know it's like english but applying concepts basically i loved it um you're in college did you have an agent how the hell did you even i did i i was doing um comedy sports and i was doing upright citizens brigade i had like convinced my parents to let me do upright citizens brigade and school at the same time. Okay. And cool. my dad was like, girl, you going to keep your grades up? And I was like, yeah. He was like, all right, this is fine. You can go. Keep your grades up. Amazing. So I was going to Cal State Long Beach and then part-time going to UCB. And I was just doing classes. And I got an agent, manager. Actually, I just got a manager. And then so I auditioned for the Will Ferrell movie and Zach Galifianakis movie, The Campaign. The casting director, Allison Jones, was like, yo, you might be too young but they're casting The Daily Show right now in New York City. Um, would you want to submit a tape? And I was like, hell yeah, girl. And so um, and this is I 20, sort of made, 23 years old? 22. Uh, wow. I just turned 22. So I was like, hell yeah, queen. And um, so I went and like studied my lines. I got a stand-up chat from John Oliver and a sit-down chat from Asif Monby. And uh, that's one at the desk that, like, Kristen Shaw will do. And then there's one that's sort of standing up that, like, we would do in front of a green screen, but we're obviously in the studio. Mm-hmm. And 
So I remember consciously like not researching the other correspondence. Like I I was aware of the Daily Show, but I was like, you know what? For whatever reason, my instinct was to try and be the most myself that I could possibly be for this audition. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at that age, I worked at Beachworks and I was just this 22-year-old girl with all this, like, I was a black girl with this raw energy um, and a lot of attitude. So I uh, just basically put, I drove back, put stuff down on tape, and then was like, damn it, I should have done that dick joke better. As usual, (laughs) perfectionist qualities. And then I got a call a few days later, my bestie Sally and I were at Panda Express in our school cafeteria, and my manager called me and was like, hold on to your jugs. John Stewart saw your tape. Wax him. He wants to fly you. <laughs> I was like, wax your jugs. That's what she told me. I was like, that's weird. John Stewart saw your tape, and uh, he wants to fly you out to audition with him in the studio. And I, my best friend and I just fucking screamed. Like, that's we lost insane. our Panda minds. Panda Express. Yes, I love mediocre Chinese food. A CSU. I mean, you work yeah. in them all. Like, Literally a dream. That is a dream. Was It's it- like a Southern California Dream or nightmare for some people. What was that audition like? Was it terrifying? Oh, my gosh. I was, like, so pumped. Like, I listen to rap music mm, when I want to just get hyped as fuck about myself. Uh-huh. Because there's nothing more, like, I'm the best than rap. Yeah. You know, like, it's it just takes d- such DJ a funny person. Khaled. Yeah, like, Khaled, like, a major key uh-huh. to success. What a beautiful idea that you are your number one fan. Totally. And so all you do is talk shit about other people and like, <laughs> really love yourself. And that was the time that Nicki Minaj's pink print had just came out. So I was all about it. So for my audition, I was just on the plane like, raw, like a dungeon dragon. Like you oh, couldn't amazing. tell me shit. <laughs> like that the flight like attendant old, was like. dirty bastard. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> so good. But in, in the pink print, like Nicki Minaj totally does a wow. song with Eminem. Cool. And she's like, oh, I'm a Dungeon Dragon. It's so good. Highly recommend. Great workout song as well. Yeah. Anyway. I either listen to heavy metal or rap uh, Ooh, working out. There's like no in between for me. Like you can't listen to like romantic anything or. Yeah. Like Sheryl um, Crow. Like oh all my I want to do is have Santa some fun. Monica. Uh, I love her. Um, she is good. I saw her live at some charity thing recently. I was like, damn. Yeah. She's, she's actually really talented. She just she's got so lost good. in that like Lilith Fair kind of like weird 90s. Yes, like, fucking Lilith. What are you listening to? What are you listening to now? What gets you hyped? Oh, my gosh. Um, what am I listening to right now? Oh, uh, The Life of Pablo. I love my T-Lop. Okay. Um, I very much love it. Kendrick Lamar, I love. Yeah. Um, my The Go Team is like my favorite band, so I'm always listening to them. What is um, that? The Go Team, they are a British band, and they had this album called Thunder Lightning Strike that came out in, like, 2005. Oh. I remember I went to Coachella to go see them, and they're never really in the States, but it's, like, six or seven people. And the best way I could describe it is, like, they sound like cheerleaders, but they use these awesome sort of 70s surf rock samples. Oh, and cool. they Oh, they're amazing. And they um, are very, like, kind of cheerful. And do you remember, like, that era of, like, architecture in Helsinki? And um, I, I know of them. I mean, it kind of sounds like... They're more like just, like, 
quirky, like a little bit more niche. Yeah, yeah. It was totally that time period. Um, And then like any like sort of burger record stuff I love just because it reminds me of home and my friends from high school. To me, I'm sorry. And and because music's really important. You know, music's like really important. Uh, Yeah, no, I want to stab myself right now too. But I really like, (laughs) boring. Um, I'm like in the quad like at a college like playing hacky sack being like music's so important i really like um, music running <laughs> yoga um oh, i hate when people say that they love to laugh oh my god i love air. everybody does yeah i love sleeping I really, oh man it's like the dude worst. every dating profile is like i'm generic as fuck um and completely forgettable it's so scary because you're really i feel like in dating this kind of fake version of yourself okay. a little bit until you mm-hmm. like get in a relation and then you're like I'm braless as soon as I walk into the room. My jugs are I out. I fart and rip ass all the time. Oh really? I Let's go in the bathroom Netflix. and I pull my cheeks apart so it's silent. I tried to do that last night because I had a house guest and, just- and it still ripped out of me, girl. <laughs> like, yeah, it'll just come out like But wow. also what about that that come that like hits the toilet bowl like that's also a sound even if yeah. you pull your cheeks apart. Well, it like echoes. Sometimes it's like blowing on the top of a beer bottle. Like, <laughs> like I totally get what you were talking about with blowing into the bottle. Talking about your poots. You wax your jugs and bowl. you pull your cheeks apart. And then one thing I will I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna scoop myself. Um, I have a theory about how to mute your poop and it's in my second book. I'm not trying to self-promote, but I guess it's my podcast, but this, this comes out in October. Is but this Nasty Galaxy? Nasty Galaxy, yeah. Is but this exclusive a, content right now? This is exclusive content and there is instructions on how to mute your poop in the book and I'm going to tell you how. You Do put toilet on. paper. No, you just put toilet paper down first and it mutes it. Inside, laying no, no plotter. You just put, you know, not too much, but enough to like dampen the splash and then there's no echo. That is fucking genius. Genius. Thank you. Wow. How? I don't know. Yeah, so I, if I could drop this? this mic, it's on a stand. If I could just, I'm going to pull it. I'm just going to like throw it across the room. The um, like woman engineering the podcast is like, oh my God, like, literally, please no. No. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, wait, wait, what did you wear? What did you wear to your interview with John Daly? Um. Oh, my God. People say that all the time, and that cracks me up because John Daly is a really funny comedian. No, um, I know. I just watched – he he is, and I watched – Isn't he so funny? I, I watched him on this Vice thing, and he told a story about when he was on acid at an ice skating rink. It was really funny. Yeah. Okay. He is, like, one of the funniest people ever. He's really um, funny. John Stewart. What, what did the, I wear? I wore, like, wear? this – I when I told my mom – so, anyway, I ran him from the – cafeteria i didn't run because that's like 15 miles to my parents house i don't know why i said that um this isn't like fucking willy wonka and i'm not charlie bucket who just got the golden ticket so i like drove home to my mom and i was like holy shit mom i have an audition in the studio with john stewart my mom was like yeah that's my baby you came from my coochie and that's what she says when she's proud of me i peed out of my coochie yeah, you can like literally look in a toilet bowl and be like, you came from my coochie as well. Uh-huh. <laughs> Anytime you want to. Uh, and I was like, okay, mom, well, I need to get a suit. And she was like, all right. I was like, so let's go to J. Crew. And my mom was like, we ain't got no J. Crew money. We're going to TJ Maxx. And I was like, damn it. My mom is a Maxinista. It's so annoying. Amazing. Amazing. Okay, so I watched an interview with you and it was so funny. And I, this has happened to me where 
I like started a business. I started an eBay store and then it became a thing. And then the media told my story and now I'm telling my story and other people's stories and people look at you and they're like, wow, you're a girl. You did something. But like I wasn't really thinking that about myself until other people said that to me. Mm -hmm. You're Mm -hmm. a girl who dropped out of community college who did something like, okay. Um, And I guess that (laughs) Uh, is an unfortunate like rarity. And you're a rarity. You're the first female black correspondent on The Daily Show. And, you know, I saw a video where you were like, yeah, I didn't really notice that until other people were, like, telling me that. And I was like, yeah, I mm. guess. I guess that is a thing. Um, how yeah, you, like, you don't feel, yeah. like, black all the time. Like, I don't think, you know, like, you're a woman, so you don't feel like a woman, Mm-mm. you know, all the time. <laughs> Sometimes clearly. you just feel like a human being. I mean, you yeah. rip ass, like. The rest of them. Um, you say you don't feel like women all the time, JK. How many times if we said rip ass? I um, hope enough to make people gag when to lose all to my this. listeners. Thanks. Yeah, totally. <laughs> they're like, this is not why I signed up for this. I this know. is so trite. Um, also, if you totally hate this, you will not like two dope queens. Um, anyway, well, I guess it's just like, what's it like having people project like their significance mm. on you and then stepping into that responsibility? How has that been for you? Is is it's a lot of pressure? Yeah, it is. It's it, it it can be. I think I go to. I'm a big fan of um, being proactive about mental health, and um, <laughs> that for me, when I especially when I moved to New York City, I like went to therapy. I like found a therapist and went to therapy and made sure that I was talking about the pressure that comes with this scarcity that society creates. You know, there is this idea that women there is a scarcity of women and that we have to compete against each other and that we're not qualified and you know that's also the same that goes for black women like women of color and also the same goes for lesbian gay bisexual bisexual transgender or non-gender conforming women you know like it's uh people i mean so it's just like um this idea that there's scarcity so then oftentimes i feel like people latch on to this idea of a person or make this person become a symbol of something. You're exactly, and it's really that was the difficult. Of, yeah. A symbol, right? You become a symbol. Mm-hmm. And it's really difficult to move freely and, you know, kind of make mistakes, which all comes with, you know, being a boss ass babe. Yeah. So yeah. the living you know, up to that is like, oh shit, the expectations, keep yeah. winning? Like, yeah, it's kind of like a to. lot of moms. It's like a yeah. lot of moms who love you totally. and just want you to uh, succeed, which I completely yeah. understand so great, and love. But... It's There's nothing more beautiful than a mother. Um, but also, you know, it's it can be really difficult because you're like, OK, but please let me try and figure out, you know, what I want to be or or, or kind of what I want to do exactly. it, without worrying about if I'm representing you as a symbol you know totally it's like the best support and a lot of noise right yeah yeah and i think it's also too that helping that is to also remind people that there are also so many other people like you and Mm -hmm. that you are just one of many very capable talented um funny women like you know you're successful, but you probably can name five women that you feel like also have the capacity to be as successful as you. You know oh, what I mean? Totally. Absolutely. And so I feel like that, too, as far as being a comedian and and um, being an actress. I'm like, oh, my God, there are so many, so many funny black ladies. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that that's just sort of helps me. And that and just going to therapy. Like, I feel like everybody has anxiety. Like, it's a really... 
yeah. common thing now in this day and age, especially as, you know, we sort of start talking about mental health more. And I have that and I, I have OCD as well. So just sort of making sure every week that I am maintenancing that like mm-hmm. a car is is really, really helpful. Absolutely. So you've mentioned you're an introvert too, which I think is so interesting because you're mm-hmm. so funny and thank you so much. You know, you've had to do correspondence with strangers and be confrontational mm-hmm. and um, provocative. I mean, really mm-hmm. provocative. I mean, how do you get over your introversion? I mean, do you just listen to rap again, or um, yeah, kind do you have of any tips for people? Definitely. So I'm a INFP. Um, I don't know if you've done the Myers Briggs, but I am obsessed. I'm an INTP. Nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. I knew we were like very on similar wavelengths. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm an INFP, and I think there's another scale where it's like one through nine, and I think I'm like a seven. So I'm very into enneagrams and horoscopes and um, actual just Myers Briggs stuff, and I live by myself. And I try and make sure that I have my own domain and I have my own home. And um, I think that I make sure that I have quiet time to myself. Um, And then when I go out and perform and do Two Dope Queens, um, I try and give it all I got. I'm not somebody who necessarily is prone to networking and, like, bullshitting, like, chit-chat. Like, I hate Mm -hmm. small talk. Mm -hmm. Um, So I try to... While being introverted, I try to, like, listen to podcasts, listen to the news. I surf Reddit a lot. Like, I'm on the internet wow. all the time. Cool. I love Reddit. There's a subreddit for everything. Um, I just try and make sure that I have plenty of things to talk about. That way, when I go out, even though I'm introverted, I'm able to be like, oh, hey, did you, you know, see that Drake and Rihanna might be dating? You know, like, I'll I'll keep up on that. Yeah. Because I really can hole up and like sit and watch. I could just literally just play The Sims all day and and be fine with it. But that's like not okay. Um, yeah. So I just try and like make sure that I have my me time and that I am actually talking to someone because I could literally just not talk to anybody and get I by. Know. I know. Mm-hmm. But what about? Neither, yeah, you're neither of us would you have know a career. Feeling? No, no. It yeah, just I, is so not possible. I know that feeling and yeah, it's and I, like the slip into, you know, I guess it's on we, but I say anyway, <laughs> but yeah, just like the slippery slope into, you know, curling up and staying curled up is just such an easy thing. And I think in oh, places yeah. like LA, I like to say that LA gave me legs in more ways than one <laughs> because well, one, I didn't wear like shorts or skirts or anything like that. So <laughs> I, I had to like get out of my polyester pants or I'd get like a yeast infection. Yeah. yeah. And I'm then also, as well. also, um, it just, you know, this weather, it's like, what are you going to do? Lay inside while the sun is beating down on you through your window and the birds are chirping? Like, no, mm-hmm. get out of your house. So I think living in a place like LA is really helpful when you're, yeah. you know, oh. your tendency is to curl up in a ball and like, you know, check Instagram or something. Absolutely. And then get sad about your life because you're yeah. looking at, you yeah, know, like, a curated... why am I not on vacation? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Why am yeah. I not as like, you know, cheesy as this girl is posting about why, her like yeah, love why don't bucket just... ass boyfriend? You know what I mean? And, and it just makes you feel really weird. Um, yeah. But yeah, like seasonal affective disorder, a.k.a. sad, is a very real mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And I think um, 
It's also the other, the last big thing about that is like making sure that you realize that your introversion is also a gift because, um, you know, a lot of my best friends are extroverts and I really grew up always admiring that. I was a little girl who just was very sensitive. Like I was a little sensitive black girl uh, who read, I just read books and I would read books in like a day. Like I didn't really I was never extroverted. And so my friends are extroverted and I would always beat myself up for not being extroverted. But I, I want if you're introverted and you're listening to this, I really would like to emphasize that there is a strength there as well. And mm-hmm. it's it comes with um, your your sensitivity and you're more prone to um to totally picking up context clues and you're more prone to, more you know, reading between the lines and yeah. um, that, that there's some, I think that translates in your work and it could translate in your job as well. And mm-hmm. extroversion totally, totally is a huge asset, but also introversion is freaking amazing. There are so many successful people involved in business and, and acting and comedy and music and art that are introverted. It's totally. You know, you just yeah. it it can totally, totally help you. Yeah, it, I agree. It's just interesting that our culture really celebrates extroverts and that even mm-hmm. on the outside, you're someone mm-hmm. who appears to be one, you know, when you're working. And that's a t- totally cultivated um, talent. You know, people don't understand. Like, I'm not naturally a podcast host. I'm right. I'm really quiet. And even in interviews, I'm just like, when is it going to end? Like, uh, I did horribly and I said like too many, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's a very normal thing. Um, You know, um, I saw this. There's like this um, spray painting in like Brooklyn. Spray painting. Oh, Jesus. Like the amount of pretentious things that I've said today. I'm like, oh, my God. I know. There was like a graffiti that I saw. It said nobody (laughs) cares if you don't go to the fucking party. Nobody fucking cares. Actually. Also. It like nobody cares if you say like all the time. And if they do, they're like kind of a garbage can because you, you don't really want to hang out with them anyway. It's like <laughs> You're hang out with people that say like as much as you do and that like want to play The Sims and love that you wow. want to stay in and just watch Mad Men or read, you know, hang out you with people like that. so much better about my life. Thank you. Yeah. I, I mean, you're a queen. I hope I'm not Everyone's the only one. Queen. We're queens. <laughs> um, tell me about your show. Uh, there's not really much I can say right now. It's just, um, uh, it's just something that I'm doing, uh, with Comedy Central. And, um, it's about a, like, young 24 year old kind of black girl who is woke, um, and wants to write, like, hard hitting pieces and then gets a job at, like, a place where they're like, we want you to make, like, a listicle. And uh, oh, sort of lives in New York City and just like has to pay her dues Amazing. while still being a young black lady in New York City. Yeah. So congratulations on your podcast, Two Dope Queens. How long have you, you been doing this? Oh, uh, Maybe two years. Oh, we wow. started doing the show. It was just a live show that we did. And uh, it was started as Blaria, a.k.a. Black Daria. And then we... Went to WNYC and we pitched them this idea for this podcast. So then we changed it to Two Dope Queens. And so we started to do these live shows. And at first it was a small room and then the rooms got bigger. And then we banked all these episodes and then just started releasing them a few months ago. And uh, so the podcast has been live for a few months 
Um, And we just finished the first season not too long ago. And we are... How many people show up for the live event? The team. Oh, we just moved to this place called the Bell House in Gowanus. And now it's like, I think that seat's 350. And we have standing room too. So probably like 360, 370. Um, Yeah, which is really fun. And we just want, like, there's so much diversity. And I think... With Phoebe and I, we really wanted a show, a, a podcast that spotlighted different people of color and he, our friends that are like lesbian and gay and bisexual and hopefully transgender, which we haven't done yet, um, or gender nonconforming. And uh, we want to showcase that there are a lot of different stories. Like there are so many different kinds of black women. There's mm-hmm. so many different kinds of Latino women. There are so many different kinds of lesbians. Like every person is an individual and we hope that with our podcast we can connect we can like bridge those listeners to performers and storytellers like that that's super cool yeah i think entertainment is like such a powerful medium for change and just Mm -hmm. you know especially comedy and making people laugh while you challenge them to think new ways and um you know bring new things and ideas and people into their world yeah totally and yeah. there's also this idea, too, that, like, you can still be woke AF, but also still goof around and, like, talk to your bestie about John Hamm's peen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you so can like still get silly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. John Hamm. So we hope that we spread that idea. And we, we, we just want... Did you say spread? People... We hope we can truly spread that idea um, apart. You spread it on John Hamm's peen, will you? Oh, my gosh. And what Sorry. a peen that is. Um, okay. He's like, know. can you guys stop? Um, <laughs> I know, poor guy. I know, but he knows. Um, okay. But yeah, like we we just really hope that, you know, people feel like they just hung out with us, basically. Well, that's how it feels on this podcast. So if it's anything that's like good. our conversation about jugs and peens, then it's going to be fun. Yeah. Thank you. Do you have any comedy idols? Like, is there anyone that you're yes. like, damn, who? Uh, Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, Maya Rudolph, Sherry O'Terry, Anna Gasteyer, uh, Gilda Radner, Carol Burnett, um, oh. Lily Tomlin, Whoopi Goldberg, yeah. Eddie Murphy in the 80s, uh, Kristen Wiig, I freaking oh, love man. so yes. very, very what much. A freak. I love Yeah, she's so, so good. She's so yeah. beautiful to me. I think she's so funny. Um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, so, oh my God, so yeah. good. How does she just keep getting better looking? That's what I want to know. Man, that's, that's got to be Pilates. That's a Pilates body. She looks Pilates-y for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's uh-huh. all of it's just like. <sniffs> yeah. Oh, Samantha B. Um, oh, yeah. This writer, Joe Miller, I'm obsessed with. She's the head writer for uh, Samantha B as well. She helped me write a lot of my Daily Show stuff. Um, and they just got nominated for an Emmy, which is freaking amazing. Wow. Yep. That's so cool. Um. Okay, so there's a question I ask every guest on this podcast. Mm-hmm. It is the question is, what is your girl boss moment of the week? And so a girl boss moment, it's kind of like a hallmark moment. It's basically the time in your week where you felt like you were living your life deliberately in mm. charge of your life. It could be I drew myself a bubble bath for the first time in a year or I got laid or I got promoted. Um or just a really could be a difficult moment that you turn into something that making lemonade, whatever. What was your girl boss moment in the last okay. week? My girl boss moment, I had two. Okay. One was I 
brought myself a spin bike for my home. Nice. And I never thought I would be somebody like that, but it's this bike. I was like, you know, like that seems crazy. Like officially but it's a yuppie. Really, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's a really adult purchase. That's like an 80s that, yuppie, actually. Yeah. That to me feels very 80s yups and a totally adult purchase. And so, believe it or not, I felt boss as fuck doing it because the other side of that is it was just my birthday and my boyfriend and I's anniversary. And he got me a fucking PlayStation 4. And my boss ass moment was going to a GameStop and getting like 10 games and being able to afford it. Afford I was it. like, this is tight. Yeah. I'm ready to get high and play these video games and not shower and continue yes. my tract of introversion. And then that same week, I went to a Peloton studio, mm. sat on a spin bike and had a lady fucking sell me a very expensive bike that I am not quite sure I'm going to sit on, mm-hmm. but I like the idea of it. And so I brought the fucking bike because I could. And you know what? I was going to ask if it was that bike because those are, that's a Oh, thing. girl, I am so excited. Do you know about this damn bike? Uh, I do. I've read like business stories. So it's like a company that has like, you can buy the bike for your home, but then you're connected to like real classes and real people. So it seems like you're in a class with other people kind of, but you're in your home. Yes, is that queen. It? Yes, yeah. queen. Not yeah. only is it a beautiful ass bike, it's gorgeous. It has this big screen attached to it and they live broadcast classes to you. And the classes are cray cray banane. There's like 90s hip hop. Like oh, nice. You can do a Dina Howard freak like me and you could totally spin to that. Okay. A heavy metal one? We can totally do a heavy metal ride together and you can FaceTime me from where you are. That would and be I could fun. be like, girl, what's up? It's noon. We have a date for this heavy metal class. So you and I could FaceTime, but we would show up and we can like compete with people or with each other. Okay. And they can totally shout us out. That's it's a deal. so tight. So I totally bought that. And I don't know if I'm going to use it, but it gets delivered tomorrow. That is a good And I boss feel moment. boss as fuck. Yes. Yeah. Congratulations. Because I did it on my own. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Jessica, thank you so much for coming on Girl Boss Radio. Um, tell our listeners where they can find you. You can find me um, at Miss J. Willie on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and also, you can totally find me on Two Dope Queens. I love doing it. We are about to start season two soon. There's a backlog of like 11 episodes. Um, we get real, real, and we have a lot of fun making it. So those are sort of the, the two main things. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Thank you again. I'm going to go wax my jugs, and I'm sure I'm going to meet you at some point, hopefully soon, because this oh, is of really, course. really fun. Maybe the next time we're in L.A., um, yeah. we can get um, sugar fish or like just some rosé, something as simple as rosé. in my stomach. Rosé all day. Yeah. That was another episode of Girl Boss Radio. We'll be back next week, so please tune in. Our producer is Cheryl Morris. Thanks also to Emily Rubin, Kristen Meinzer, Laura Mayer, and Andy Bowers at Panoply. Thank you also to the band Phases for our theme song and to Same Animal for our interstitial jam. I'm Sophia Amoruso. I'll see you next week. <laughs>